This is Ryan Ridley, the guy from Jeff's Gym, and you're listening to the best community podcast ever, Shut Up Leonard. up leonard i'm matt i'm andrew and we like community we do but today we're not talking about community no because we also like rick and morty yeah created by the same man dan Harmon, but this time plus another man he had a little help justin royland <laughs> yes mr lemon grab himself mm. justin royland if you want to see a picture of him covered in chocolate made to look like poo go to his imdb page if you want to see a cartoon version of him he's in an episode somewhere that's true um, thanks to Alex Machina of Slacktory.com for doing our theme song. Not for us specifically, but he made it and we came along like little hermit crabs and adopted it as our own. <laughs> Have you read that, that thing? I think it's going around on the internet where the, if a hermit crab comes up to a shell that doesn't fit it, it'll like wait and try and give it to someone who it fits. What? Yeah. <laughs> is that true? Yes. Or is that an internet thing? I think it's true. All right. But I think the get internet on, thing goes too on far. You, hermit crab. It goes to... like be the hermit crab you want to see in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I so it was revealed right before we started recording. I have uh, uh, notes on everything. I do not. Uh, so I think we'll just run down all the episodes of season two, season dos, of Rick and Morty. Because guess what? We already covered season one. It's somewhere in the Rick and Leonard feed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean to shut up, Leonard. Would feed. Rick and Leonard get along? Oof. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Uh, so there were 10 episodes in season two of Rick and Morty. Yeah. That's uh, correct. I can confirm. And if you can believe, uh, the character at the end, it could be a year and a half to two years. Yeah. Yes. Before season three comes. <laughs> well, it's weird that you played it soft, not saying, saying the character at the end instead of just his name. Like it's a spoiler. <laughs> Everything's a spoiler. It's not a character whose name you could forget. It I'm can't so be. It can't spoilers. be that you forgot. <laughs> I'm so worried about spoilers. Luke Skywalker is evil. Oh. I have not seen the film, by the way. So that's not. I mean, if it's oh true, God. it's not a spoiler because I have not seen the film. Any, I I think or in a weird way that is technically a spoiler. No, it's not. If if, if it's not confirmed or not, because you could say anything. It, it's meaningless. Yeah, but saying anything is something. <laughs> Well, those are just words. I have zero inside knowledge, okay. so, you know, it's just a thing I said. Um, all right, so the first episode of, of season two of Rick and Morty. A Rickle in Time. A Rickle in Time. Yes. Uh, are we out of sync? Uh, <laughs> let's try again. Oh. One, two, three. A, a Rickle, Rickle in time. time. Okay. We're not in two separate times now. Yeah. I just noticed that the, of the first one, two, three, four episodes they all have a pun on either rick or morty in the name except the third one which all they would need to do is add a k because they oh, already have right. the, the the they're so close or i guess it would need to be uh rot rick which never mind i'd I'm, still I'm, like yeah um they were so close as all, all right so rickle in time picks up right as season season one ends mm-hmm. where time they've had to stop time to fix their shenanigans from the party yes uh summer and and rick and morty 
Yeah. Uh, forever. And, yeah, forever. 100 years. And, uh, you know, uh, my first note on this one was because the neighbor yes. who was falling off the roof is named Mr. Benson. That's me. I'm that guy. I was falling off the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they, since they stopped time for too long, uh, there was a risk of them going out of sync or something. Yeah. And that ends up happening. Yes. Uh, because they're not certain. Uh, yeah, it because was, they, they took too long because they were just kind of screwing around instead of cleaning yeah, for a lot much. of the time. And so that leaves a weird uncertainty. Yes. Uh, where A quantum uncertainty. Yeah, where the screen literally splits into two and yes. then more as the episode goes on. Yeah. Uh, that's a great gimmick. Yes. I really like that a lot. Yeah, and this was, uh, I remember before the season started, uh, Dan Horn was tweeting about how how insanely difficult this was for the animators to do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I also enjoy the the character that they meet here, who was it, it was voiced by either Key or Peel, because at the end another one shows up, another another one of those what? creatures, another one of those creatures, <laughs> the, the testicle creatures, yeah, uh, it was which is like ninety percent of Rick and Morty cr- creatures, right? They kind of look like balls or butts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Key is the first one. Peel is the second one. Okay. And uh, he's like he's kind of like a time cop in yeah. a sense. Because they've screwed up time, he's going to take them in. Uh, but but that leads to, like, um, I think a real good crux of this show is whether or not Rick actually cares about Morty. Yeah. And uh, It goes kinda, back and forth on that. The climax in this episode yeah. is that Rick gives up his safety for Morty to make it out of the time screw-up. Yeah. And and uh, he he kind of goes he's he's kind of going with it until he realizes oh I can save myself too please yeah. I don't want to die yeah <laughs> <laughs> and, can you uh, can can you blame him no yeah but I I think uh, there was two fun things in this episode for, just for you okay <laughs> uh, this is the episode with Paul of Tompkins yes uh, he plays the hunter uh, am I getting that right what who does he play in this episode a uh, lawyer oh the lawyer yeah. I didn't recognize either of their voices. Who so plays the hunter? I'm curious. That's a wild stat. Because <laughs> I don't remember a hunter. The lawyer has to support the hunter. It's been a while since I've seen this. Episode. Oh, my goodness. Well, Tom Kenny is the hunter. Okay. The voice of SpongeBob himself. <clears throat> he's in a lot of episodes. Well, yeah, he's in a lot. He does like a lot of voiceover work. Uh, that's, a, that's a thing we could say. Every episode of this has quality yeah. voices. We got a little Mr. mini Mr. Show reunion here, by the way. I'm counting four Mr. Show alums in this episode. Who? Tom Kenny. Mm-hmm. Paul F. Tompkins, mm-hmm. Jay Johnston, mm-hmm. and Jill Talley. Wow. And uh, possibly I'm, more. I just I'm not even looking at the full cast. I want to say another fun no, that's thing all. that perhaps uh, listeners of Pick Your Path oh, will, sure. will know to link. I've heard of that show. The the time cop character he had a slug gun. Wasn't that a thing in your story, or did sure. that not make it past the first draft? Uh, what does the gun do again? Remind me. Well, no, but it's a it's a gun that's a slug. He's holding a slug. At them as if oh, yeah. they were a gun. Uh, Isn't didn't that make it into your? Well, there's a guy pants? who's he's holding a, a, a sort of a, what is he holding? I forget. I thought it was a slug. I always imagined it as a slug. No, well, he's holding an, like an object that is sort of gelatinous. Okay, it's not sentient though. I kind of I well the, okay I guess that makes sense, but I kind of like that that's a that's a weird future thing where you point <laughs> yeah. you point something that doesn't look like a gun at someone and you're like it's a gun though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's because I've always thought like if you if you point a gun at some from from the past, they won't recognize that as a weapon. Yeah. If you go back far enough, mm-hmm. that's like why are you paying that black thing at me? Mm. 
what what did you think of this episode? I loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was crazy ambitious with the splitting screens, and then you know eventually when it gets to whatever how many screens, mm-hmm. uh, I thought it was a fantastic way to kick off the season. You know, it's got Paul Tompkins in there, so I'm into that. A a thumbs all around. That's my new rating thing. I also think this is a good episode at the start because it kind of sets up a, a, a not really a new conflict, but it adds Summer into the mix as kind of a competitor for Morty. Yeah, where where they're both competing for the both in a weird way the love of their grandpa and just yes. the the seeking of adventures. Yes, so I, I like that. Yeah, Summer definitely gets a lot more play this season, and you see that right at the start here. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode two, Morty, Morty Night, Night Run. Run. Reference to Midnight Run. Yep. Which Rick is, and Morty, yes. Which is what they see at one point all the Jerry's are watching Midnight Run. Yes. Director's commentary. Yeah. Rick and Morty try to save a gas life form while Jerry resides in a daycare made for Jerry's. Mm-hmm. This is a Crumbopulous Michael episode. Yeah. I was I was way behind on watching Rick and Morty season two, a, so I heard a lot about Crumbopulous Michael. Sure. Played by the great. I didn't I didn't write it down. Andy Daly, come oh, on. Oh. Because I wrote down who played Fart. Sure, that's Jermaine and Clement. I wrote that down just by hearing the first word he said. Sure. I said, oh, that's Jermaine Clement. See, I recognized Andy Daly on the first word. It took me a little while for Jermaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny, the amount of, of chatter I heard online about Crumbopulous Michael and the amount of screen time he gets are so strange to me. <laughs> well, Crumbopulous Michael is great. Sure. Come on. Yeah. No, I love him. <laughs> I just want I want more. Yeah. We can get that Crumbopulous spinoff. Yeah. Well, he's like Boba Fett. You know, he's he's not in it a lot, but people love him. That's true. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, but Jermaine, uh, in an AMA recently, uh, revealed that he had several times tried to hire Dan Harmon as a writer mm. for uh, Flight of the Concords, and HBO wouldn't let him. That's intriguing. So, yeah, this was, we, we he finally got to perform in something written by Dan Harmon. That's really something. Yeah. Uh, and a really great role. Yeah. The the gaseous entity can create elements. Was that kind of the gist yeah. of it? And so uh, uh, it was uh, Morty wanted to save it. Rick uh, wanted to let it die. Rick, Rick supplied the gun <laughs> made to kill it. Yeah. Um, and it, that, that, this one has a really great ending as well, where uh, Morty yeah, has really, to go through. Another really great dark ending. Yeah. Morty has to go through the ringer on this one. Yeah. So Morty spends the whole episode basically putting his foot down and saying, Rick, we're going to, I, I'm not, I can't do Morty. I'm a Rick guy. Uh, he's saying, uh, Rick, we got we to gotta save this thing. We can't let him die. And Rick the whole time is just mocking him being like, um, oh, Morty, what do you know? You're being, you're being naive, Morty. Uh, and then we get to the end of the episode and it turns out he's just a horrible killer, evil gas bubble. Yeah. Who they really should have let die. Yeah. And uh, I, I I like that a lot. I yeah. also like the the idea of a, a Jerry Burry, as they call it. Yeah, the the, the Jerry the Jerry daycare uh-huh. is just endlessly a source of joy. It yeah. is so goddamn. Funny. Well, I love the front desk lady the most. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. He's, he's like, I want to get out of here. Like, oh, right through that tube. Yeah, it's a slide. Yeah, <laughs> and then he, she lets him walk out anyway. Yeah, later, and he comes back because what is he well, going to do? Yeah, where else is he going to go? <laughs> Yeah, the abandoned Jerry's. <laughs> They're all dark. Come on, that's a great. That's a great. Bit. Well, and then the um, what was it? It wasn't his, the one who wasn't Jerry. The second husband. Oh yeah, the alternate. <laughs> yeah, from when Jerry died, or dies whatever. or gets yeah. divorced or yeah. whatever, and he's like, "Oh, we just treat you all the same." <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so that's that's a good episode. Yeah, that's a good one. That's I a great I, I think. Oh, and I wrote down. So, uh, what was his name? Gearhead. From the from the party episode in the end of the first season was that what they called him? 
He shows up again because they go to Gear World. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, Or whatever it's called. Yeah. And he says, I have a name. It's <laughs> Revolio Clockhead Jr. Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. Something happened uh, in my mouth just there, and I apologize. Episode 3. Auto-erotic assimilation. assimilation. Uh, the IMDb description here. Rick gets emotional. Beth and Jerry get into a fight. That's all it says. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, I believe these are written by someone from the thing, because if you recall oh, right. from the first season, they, they used bra a lot, which was like part of the marketing for Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, you know, they have a little fun. That's Adult sometimes. Swim yeah. business. Uh, <laughs> I can't say I truly care for it. It's fun, though. Yeah. Um, I, I I realized, because when you said uh, 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 Beth and uh, Jerry, Jerry have their thing. I was like, what was their thing? All right. I wrote down one thing about theirs. Blim blam the core block. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's uh, Jerry finds like a secret hatch mm-hmm. uh, where Rick is, is keeping something prisoner perhaps. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> where they can't quite figure it out. Jerry and Beth go yeah. back and forth on why it's kept down there. Yeah. Uh, Cause it doesn't speak uh, English in a sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so <laughs> it, this, this is kind of, I think uh, a good, Starter, at least continuation of the idea that Beth wants to connect to uh, to Rick, yeah, and is willing to forgive him a great many things, yes. in order to do so, yeah, uh, which that really continues on throughout the season as well. Yeah, and Dan Harmon has talked about their relationship before. She sort of has this uh, worship of uh, sort of capable people, people who are intelligent and and can do things doesn't really focus on whether or not they're a good person mm. and i think she kind of aspires to that but she's just a horse surgeon and, and, and that that's her struggle um this episode was really fun because unity mm-hmm. uh is is kind of a, a being that uh inhabits many bodies yes and she's she's the she's the pod people from body snatchers yeah. basically yeah and uh which is it's kind of a fun beginning where uh what is it? Rick is out with Morty and Summer, and they get a distress distress beacon mm-hmm. in space. Yeah. And he says, "You always go for the distress beacon nine <laughs> times out of ten. They're all the whole crew's dead, and you yeah. get a free stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's worth the risk." <laughs> and when they get there, they find the crew is still alive. Yeah. and he's like, "Oh, uh, we were trying to save you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a great little detail. That is pretty great. Um, uh, and, and I really enjoy the, the way that unity is done where it's, uh, as Rick is walking through this world that yeah. she has taken over, yeah. uh, just talking to each person as they go about their day. Yeah. But uh, they're all speaking with, with, uh, as one hive mind, one hive mind, but yeah. different voices. Yeah. And so you get both Dan Harmon and Ryan Ridley yes. as voices of unity yep. at different parts. Yeah. Those were the ones that I caught for sure. Those are great. Uh, that was good stuff. You know, who's the main voice of unity? Who? Christina Hendricks. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there is kind of a main unity, so to speak. Um, and, and it's kind of crazy, like this, this episode took a real dark turn as well. Yeah. Uh, but it's crazy. You may notice a theme this season. (laughs) It's really crazy to me how, uh, unity completely gave in to what Rick wanted. Yeah. And, uh, when it comes down to it, both, you know, it was Summer who's like, you're, you know, Rick makes you not a good person. Yeah. And that was that was crazy i was like oh my god like this is the show's getting real yeah <laughs> and then uh when unity leaves all those notes which are the same note but yeah. everyone left one <laughs> yeah also the connection to our little show is sort of here you know what i mean no what? our main show is what i mean what you didn't catch this they said shut up leonard no to our main show the show we usually talk about oh community all oh, right is yeah. it oh no in uh what are you talking about 
That's in this episode. Oh, is that in this? Oh, that's right. That's yeah, because she episode. makes them all do weird shit. Yeah. He, well, oh, it's it's Rick's like, I can't believe you made a sitcom for me. Yeah. And yeah, he, they, they watched a show, which is community, obviously. Space, space community. Yeah, but it's on this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, that, that was fun. That gets into a little twisty-turny situation, because Abed watched Rick and Morty on community, and on Rick and Morty, they watch community. It's a snake eating its tail. Where does it end? Well, were they really watching Community? No, they were watching Space Community. Exactly. But you don't think, again, this gets into the thing where wouldn't Ross say, hey, Rachel, your boyfriend looks just like Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Wouldn't Abed say, that looks weirdly like our study room and us? Hmm. We're going to have to do some thinking on that, I'm sure. Yes. Anyway, uh, yeah, this episode... Easter eggs. It ended with... uh, I mean, not the tag, but the right at the end of this actual episode part, mm-hmm. uh, Rick tries to kill himself. Yeah, it's a... That's a dark moment. It's a bummer. Because Unity... I mean, it's more than just Unity leaving him. It's yeah. the note. It's yeah. the it's the whole thing. And so uh, it's kind of crazy when you, you... The lead up to it is like, what is he doing? And then when you realize, you're like, oh my God. Yeah, and he only fails because he passes out and yeah. therefore the, his device misses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, next episode. Total recall. Total recall. It's a. This is a real fun one. Yeah. Yeah. This it is. is a <laughs> this is a great joy. one. And this one, I remember they showed a clip from it at Comic Con. Yes, they did. And and boy, Hardy, did that get me excited for this episode, uh-huh. and it paid off. Uh, do you have the description in front of you? Uh, I thought you were going to do that. The for Smith House is locked down after parasites threatened to take over the world by multiplying through flashbacks. Yeah. Uh. Which that's kind of a fun gimmick that that Dan Harmon's using here. The the flashback. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> flashback is how the aliens come to be. <laughs> yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Um, so it starts with the the household is sitting down for dinner. Yeah. With their with their Uncle cool Steve. Uncle Steve, who has been a great supporter of them their whole life. Mm-hmm. They love him. Uncle Steve's great. And after having the, and he he gets them a he he's arranged them to go on vacation. Uh, and after this whole big love fest for Uncle Steve, Rick comes in and murders Uncle Steve. Well, he has like two lines where he's like, who who the hell is this yeah, guy? Yeah. And then he just shoots him right in the head and he turns into a the parasite, the parasite yeah. creature. And that's where we find out that these parasites, they insert themselves into your memories so that you think they were always there and you're, they're your trusted friend. Yeah. So they say, look out for wisecracking characters. Yeah. And then... And, yeah. <laughs> and, and a never-before-seen character pops up and yeah. says, oh, we gotta get him, Rick. We gotta get him, Rick. <laughs> Thanks, That's what I'm, Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mr. And Poopy Butthole. The oh, we haven't even talked about the opening titles are a little different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's new scenes. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I like that they're they're, they're allowing that to fresh. evolve and change. Yeah. And in for this episode only, Mr. Poopy Butthole shows up in every single yeah. opening credit scene. <laughs> yes. Which is such a great yeah. like that's a play on us. Yeah. Uh, oh, so I mean, Mr. Poopo, he takes a couple of turns here. I, I, was, he I didn't know whether yeah. to trust him, love him, hate him, uh, you know, cuddle up to him. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I have a list of every named character. Okay, let's run through it. So, the, yeah, the parasites multiply. Uncle Steve is the first. Yeah. I wrote down Mr. Poopo Butthole because I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And by the end, we find out, no. He was not a parasite. He was not a parasite. Yeah. He has been there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Cousin Nikki, yeah. whose catchphrase is, I'm walking here, <laughs> which I I recall that being a Harmontown bit. Do you recall that? Maybe. Where, I don't know why, but Dan Harmon was doing a doing a voice. Yeah. And he, he started doing it just like Cousin Nikki's voice and huh. also saying, I'm walking here. Well, you know who voices Cousin Nikki? Huh? 
You know who voices cousin Nikki? Ooh. Did you recognize him? No. It's our old pal Ryan Ridley. Oh shit! Yeah. Uh, and then the butler, Mr. Beauregard. Yes. Frankenstein. Of course. As pointed out later, it's actually Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Sleepy Gary. Sleepy Gary. He great. shows up before he's named, yeah. but then once he's named, he gets a great uh, scene with Jerry. Yeah. Which is I I loved it. It was insane. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jerry is Jerry's such a little. <laughs> something he really what? what were you gonna say I, I don't even know what the word is because he just he gets swept up in everything yeah he is just uh, anything that happens he's just like yeah that's, <laughs> i'm a part of it and uh he the this parasite the parasite of sleepy gary uses a memory of uh, a tryst with with jerry yeah <laughs> where and also as part of the memories sleepy gary is beth's husband yes and jerry's just the best friend yeah but <laughs> he's so knocked then... out of his own memories yeah uh, yeah, it gets crazy. Photography Raptor. Sure. Pencilvester. Yep. I loved that. <laughs> uh, Tinkles the Magic Ballerina Lamb. Yeah. Who takes uh, Summer to Magic, or to Never Pass Bedtime Land. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Hammerai. Yeah. Amish Cyborg. <laughs> yes. Reverse Giraffe, who was voiced by Keith, Keith David. David. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, Reverse Giraffe's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost in a Jar. Also, of course, we know from Harmontown, uh, Dan Harmon has issues with giraffes. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? He's mad at them? Where he spent the whole episode talking about how fucking stupid giraffes are. But it's a reverse giraffe, meaning that its neck is short and yeah. its body is long. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ghost in a Jar, which they I even refer- He even referenced giraffe hate at one of the Harmontowns we were just at. I don't remember. You're checking out, buddy. There's a lot of, there's Sorry, a lot of words. Ghost in a Jar. Ghost, Ghost in, in a Jar, jar. which I love the detail of. One one flashback to make uh, Rick believe that Frankenstein had been around was that they were in Vietnam together. Yeah. And then there's a second reference where saying Ghost in a Jar was also in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Baby Wizard. Sure. That one gets named way later. And then Mrs. Refrigerator. Mrs. Refrigerator. <laughs> these are all completely wacky, insane characters. I gotta say, looking at uh, Penn Sylvester's name here on IMDb, it's, I, I did not expect it to be two words. Oh! It's Pencil uh-huh. Vester. I... I did a strange thing. Do you want mm-hmm. to hear my spelling? There we go. P E N. Yeah. S Y L, V E S T E R. Okay. Yeah. I, I combined the two. Well, yeah. That's that's a yeah. That's mm-hmm. the idea. I thought. Uh, but yeah. This was. These were a lot of fun characters. Yeah. Uh, even though they're they technically most of them don't exist in a sense. Yeah. I'd love to see any of them return. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it gets this one again a kind of a dark ending. Mister Poop of a Hole. Get shot. Get shot by caps. Beth. Yeah. Uh, which I was trying to. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you'll be able to remember so much. But is is Beth always bad with guns? I think in the last episode she maybe shoots one as well. But I remember seeing a. There's a thread here where Gary, not Gary, Jerry. Yeah. Doesn't I'm getting the I'm getting the Parks and Rec situation. Yeah. Jerry doesn't know what is a gun. Yeah. <laughs> there's several episodes this season <laughs> in this season two where he picks something up thinks it's a gun and it's not a yeah. gun at all yeah. <laughs> uh, um also i like the way this this uh episode kind of refuses to give itself easy solutions mm. like we're at one point uh rick writes okay so we know there's six of us now we know there's only six of us so if there's more than six of us we know that at least one of them is a parasite mm. and then just one minute later it's, uh he gets a flashback of him being like there's 10 of us but i'm gonna write down six as a hilarious goof he's like i love the number six yeah <laughs> yeah good stuff mm. 
Uh, oh, and then even I think the way that they that they solve it is pretty dark because they yeah. realize that yeah. only only if you have a bad memory yeah, with the, someone is is there not a parasite. Yeah, because the parasites only make good memories of themselves. So if you have and the bad memories are a lot of fun to watch, but also pretty dark. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Lori, right. of course, was masturbating in the kitchen. That's that one sticks out to me. <laughs> well, when Summer unexpectedly returned home from a concert. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, "I do it in every room." <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Morty. Morty, Morty. Uh, next episode. One, two, three. Get, Get Swifty. Throw your panties on the floor. Now I understand. Yeah. I've been seeing Get, Get Swifty references. Uh, Keith David returns. Yes. As the president. Yes, sir. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, there, There's a giant head in the sky. Yeah. And he says, show me what you got. Show me what you got. And then we find out that it's a Cromulon. Yes. And that they have a American Idol style show called Planet Music. Yeah. Where you sing for it. And if they like you, you go on the show. And if you lose, you die. Yes. <laughs> and your planet, whole planet dies. dies. Yes. Um, so this was this was a, a kind of a crazy episode, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Um. There was, you know, it was a it was a high risk episode. I think mm-hmm. some of them are not as high risk. Yeah. Like the we were just the last episode was more of a family risk. Yeah. Uh, but this one's the whole world. Yeah. And kind of Rick Rick and Morty get kind of introduced to the president and the the government in yeah. a way that that I don't think we've seen before. Yeah. Um, and they kind of work together to uh, you know, take care of what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ice T helps out. Of course. That Dan Harmon was Ice T, right? Correct. Yes. Okay, because he does an impression that I knew and I recognize yeah. that. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I, Bird Person shows up. Am I yes. am I crazy? Bird Person does show up, right? Morty has to go to Bird Person or something. Yeah. He uses yes. a portal and Bird Person yeah, finds well, him. Yeah. Uh, more. Uh, yeah. Right. And uh, Bird Person. This is kind of a like. Remember Bird Person? Because yeah. he, he's a big part of the finale. Yes. Um, also voiced by Dan Harmon. Yeah, also voiced by Dan Harmon. Yeah. And you get a little peek of how Bird Person and, and uh, Rick knew each other, kind of. Yeah. Uh, which is interesting. Uh, you know who voiced the character Ethan, by the way? I don't even know who Ethan is. Me neither, but you know who voiced him? Who? My cousin Dan. Oh, right. I remember seeing that in the credits. <laughs> Daniel Benson. Um, He's not really my cousin, guys. There was a, uh, a kind of a subplot about religion where Summer gets involved in the big oh, head yeah. religion yeah. that makes her a good person, kind yeah. of. <laughs> And uh, her parents are like, well, I mean, that's nice. Yeah, Religion but... worked, I guess. <laughs> but then it goes too far. It goes too far. As part of their punishment, they they tie balloons to people and send them up <laughs> in the sky. And this was where I noticed Justin Roiland, he is drawn as the uh, the thief. Oh, yeah. The yeah. thief character. Yeah. There's also the other two being punished are a goth. They're, they're wearing signs <laughs> that say why they're being punished. Yeah. Goth and then movie talker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so they're all sent up with balloons to, uh, as as it's described, die and then come back as babies. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know who else is in this episode as the general, and I didn't realize it. Oh, I, I know, but I don't know. Who? Kerwood Smith, the great Kerwood Smith. Right. Uh, of course, played the father on that 70s show mm-hmm. and was in RoboCop, just fucking phenomenal in RoboCop. We know Dan Harmon loves RoboCop. You got that little connection there. I and I, I do enjoy the, the, the character arc that Ice-T goes through in this episode, <laughs> yes. where it's revealed that Ice-T is not a person, but... Uh, an alien. An alien, but a very specific alien. Yeah, he's a, a sort a of letter. Uh, yeah. Letter variety. Yeah. <laughs> and he was kind of uh, punished. Yes. Sent sent to Earth or something as yeah. punishment. He was he was cast out. He, yeah. he what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. But I know what you're talking about. I, it, cast out is a good close. <sighs> Expelled? 
No, there's a specific Exfoliate. word I'm looking for, and I don't know why. I feel like it's a word I know and would not have been this hard for. Banish? Exile. Exile. He's an exile uh-huh. from this planet. Uh... So it's kind of fun to see once once the whole story is resolved, the the big heads yeah uh, lose. Ice T is a big part of that. Yeah, and then he goes back to his home planet and has a kind of redemption. Yeah, because he was turned to ice by his father, the fiery Q. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell what element he was supposed to be because <laughs> there was like magnesium J. Yeah, he was turned into. Ice and also uh, an I, not a T. Yeah, he loses the arms of the T. Yeah, so he was a water T, ice I. Yeah. His human name was, I guess, some sort of combination of those yeah, two yeah. ideas. That's and then it ends with kind of a, a <laughs> as if it's a movie, Ice T and the Rise of the Number Cons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah because the letters have to fight numbers on this planet. Mm-hmm. This is a pretty crazy episode. Yeah. This is a fun one. Mm-hmm. I I enjoy Dan Harmon as both Ice T and Bird Person. Yeah. Who would? Bird person was a big standout for me. I'm sorry, I keep season. yawning. I apologize. I woke up at three o'clock this morning. Oh, uh, so I apologize for that. Good There's Lord. a lot of yawning going on right now. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much to say. Uh, yeah, that. other than thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It's not as dark of an ending. Not yeah, not as dark at all. <laughs> they knew we had to take a break. What's next, Andrew? The Ricks must, must be crazy. crazy. Written by Shmem. Pick and directed by Kirby Kirkman. <laughs> oh, that was close to yeah. a real name. Yeah. Uh, this one has the honor of guest starring Stephen oh, Colbert. Yes, as Zeep. Good stuff. Who and and when Zeep. I first encountered that character, I was immediately knew that you'd love Zeep because yeah. he's yeah. basically Steve Jobs, yes. Yes. which is a real delight. And he's played by Stephen Colbert. It's yeah. a it's a win win situation. And he's basically the Rick of that universe. Yeah, and, a, we, and we got Alan Tudyk in this episode. Yeah, yeah, and there was another name that I didn't write down, but Nathan I was, Fielder. Yeah, I was like from yeah, Nathan for good you. people. Yeah, good people. Yeah, uh, this is a kind of a, a a fun weird thing where we find out that the battery oh, yeah. of of Rick's spaceship, spaceship. Uh, is basically a micro, a micro universe. Yeah, it's a, it's a micro universe where he has convinced the inhabitants to, to do... create electricity for yeah, him. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but then something goes wrong with the battery, so they have to go inside. They leave Summer in the car. Yeah, with his defense system turned on, so it's okay. Yeah, well, and the defense system is going to just murder anyone who gets near the car. Yeah, but then she won't let that happen. Yeah, so, so she keeps putting escalates. different... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she keeps imposing different things on them. Yeah. Uh, but within this battery world, the micro universe... Yeah. They find that uh, the battery's not functioning because they've created a mini universe. Yeah, they've created their own. So they go inside yeah. that. Yeah, and which they believe is the original idea that he has thought of. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they get inside that, they find that their scientist has been working on the teeny universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and that's where it just gets nuts, which yeah. it, I wrote down worlds within worlds. Worlds within worlds. It's a community thing. That's is this also maybe thing. a manifestation of Dan's hatred of Inception uh, going with You know, I've levels. thought about that. Yeah. I've thought it. But it's it's a weird thing where it's not really his hatred. It's he's he's kind of pointing at it and going, this is how to do it. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because it also includes the little tidbit of eat within each universe, time slows down more. Like time yeah. outside goes slower. Yes. So there's a there's a really a, a crazy countdown moment at the end, yeah. where you see what happens within a second of real world time, and it's like minutes and yes. hours, perhaps, of micro and mini universe micro time. Teeny, yeah. <clears throat> and so that's kind of a fun fun gimmick. Yeah, I like it. 
It's a great app. Uh, there's also a really crazy bit at the end where Rick says, Morty, I put nanobots into your bloodstream and you can turn into a car. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, oh, never mind. And then in the tag, he yeah, he's a car. a car. <laughs> yeah. What's next? Re- ready to say it? Big, Big trouble, trouble in, in little Sanchez. Sanchez. Tiny Rick. All right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I feel bad for Tiny Rick. Yeah, it's a little sad. That's a that's a real rough, that's a real crazy we're, thing. We're back to some darkness. So, uh, again, the two-story... Rick joins in on some hijinks by yeah. transferring his consciousness into teenage Tiny Rick. Beth and Jerry sort out their relationship. Yeah, he originally transfers his consciousness because of a vampire. Coach. <laughs> yeah, Coach, Coach Ferratu. Ferratu. <laughs> <laughs> Which gets a great call in the tag. When yeah. you get to the tag, it's vampires having their meeting. Yeah. And they're like, wait, his real name was Coach Ferratu? His, no, his he, human he chose alias that was Coast, Coach Ferratu. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun one. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the marriage counseling, the couples counseling bit, mm. was kind of this, uh, this strange world where they take what each partner in they take well, they, envisions the yeah, other or something. They take what you think of your partner yeah. and manifest that into a real creature. Mm-hmm. And then you see you see that and then you're supposed to go, well, we're not those monsters, we're better. Yeah. But, but what then, happens is <laughs> <laughs> Well, Beth and Jerry, their monsters are special. Yes. They're codependent. <laughs> They're codependent. Uh which is nuts. Which allows them to work together to do evil. <laughs> yeah. Well I mean yeah. to do the Beth, evil Beth's, the yeah. spider Beth's bidding, yeah. essentially. So spider Beth is this big evil spider creature, mm-hmm. and then Jerry is just a sort of sack of meat that follows her. He's a worm. Yeah. He's a little worm person. Yeah. Uh, and that. All that, he wants to do is submit. He's constantly showing people his butt as a sign of submission. <laughs> the the main counselor on this planet is, is voiced by Jim Rash. The great Jim Rash. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and I like how kind of Jerry and Beth, they're getting more into the, the space adventure part of it where they can come up with solutions that are crazy and sci-fi without any help. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then in the, uh, in the other part, little, little, or tiny Rick. Tiny Rick, please. Little Rick. Come on. (laughs) Get it together. (laughs) Uh, tiny Rick is like, is through what subversive messages in a sense like through song and dance yeah he keeps expressing his inner desire to to that he's miserable yeah and that he needs to get out and he's gonna die yeah (laughs) just that whole thing yeah uh and so when they do finally get tiny rick back into regular rick's body he he says well project phoenix is over he kills his clones of various ages ages that he was planning to transfer into i think it's kind of a weird funny bit that rick's hair has always looked that way yeah uh, like it's, it's, it's obviously the bald spot is a, is he's older, yeah. but it's always been that color and that shape. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of a fun detail. Next up. This is a big one. Yeah. Inter- Interdimensional cable two tolling, tempting, tempting fate. fate. I thought it was a dash. <laughs> uh, I have a list here of all of the named segments. Yeah. So this is a sequel yeah. to the first interdimensional cable. Which they kind of, they get meta one. about, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. I, if we allow it because it's fun yeah dan harwell was getting very defensive about this episode on twitter i i i understand uh because i, I think, love this episode i i love it too but and this episode i will say <clears throat> has the moment that made me laugh the hardest of any episode this oh, season. really you don't know what i'm talking i about? don't know what you're talking about is it hold on come on you can get this how they do it what the the where they describe how to make a plumbus no well that's pretty good but no <laughs> it's not on one of the cable channels oh, okay I don't know that. It's, oh, is it Werner Herzog? Werner Herzog? Werner oh, okay. Yeah, Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog's cameo is so goddamn. He plays a character named Shrimply Pibbles. <laughs> yes. Who is so kind of the Martin story... Luther King of space. <laughs> yeah. And part of the, 
No, Werner Herzog is, is the alien in the wheelchair who comes in and gives the speech. I thought that's supposed to be Shrimply Pibbles. No, that's just a guy who's working with them to, to convince them to give the dick to Shrimply Pibbles. Oh, okay. So, uh, the, the story is so, uh, Jerry has found out that his penis can be used as a sort of, you know, valve. It can be repurposed to save the life of the Martin Luther King Jr. of the universe. Yeah. Um, and he has to decide whether or not he's going to give up his penis. Um, meanwhile, in the lobby, the rest of the family watches interdimensional cable. Yeah. So there's a moment where Werner Herzog comes in as an alien in a wheelchair who's talking about uh, these these creatures are so attached to their penises. It is all they think about. I have been to Earth parties. I have seen people hold up various objects and say, look, I'm Mr. So-and-so dick. <laughs> it is so... Oh, my God. That is that is just... That is, that's, yeah. that's just pure comedy. <laughs> pure comedy right to the vein. That is good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, I like. I remember he talked. Uh, Dan Harmon talked about it in Harmontown. Yeah, that, that Werner Herzog came in to do a line, and that was in the pre-production stages of season six of Community. And he said he wanted Werner Herzog to be the the old man on that season of Community. Mm-hmm. And I st- I still wish that could happen. Maybe in the movie. Maybe he'll be the old man in the movie. Mm. That's my new novel I'm writing. By the way, the old man in the movie. <laughs> I like that. I like Thank the sign of the book. Go, let's go through the list. Okay, here we go. Get buckle up. Man versus car. Yeah, <laughs> where the the one of the commentators basically says, ah, "Doesn't the car? Doesn't it always? Doesn't it always win?" <laughs> yeah, uh, and then eye holes, yeah, which turns out to be a commercial, yes, for a cereal yes. called eye holes, yes. Uh, I kind of like All that. Correct. That's that's a great gimmick on the interdimensional cable episodes where you don't know if it's a commercial or not for yeah. the first thirty <laughs> seconds. Um, where it, it's kind of two characters that kind of rip off eye flaps and they say, I have eye holes. Oh, I, I have eye holes. Should we, I mean, we should describe how these episodes, how this episode comes to be. Yeah. It's basically Justin Roiland. They put him in a room oh, and yeah. roll off. <laughs> yeah. And then they have to animate based on whatever the hell he said. <laughs> yeah. And so he's doing all these different character voices and yeah. kind of nonsensical dialogue yeah. that it's they make sense later. It's a delicious peek into the brain of Justin Roiland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I think the whole eye holes thing that could have gone a hundred different ways based on what he said. <laughs> yeah. And it was so, it works so well as a commercial for something like a tricks yeah. cereal where the, the Mr. Eye holes gets mad if you yeah. have his eye holes. Yeah. <laughs> so crazy. It's <laughs> insane. Uh, and then there's, uh, it's, it's, it's also a lot of game shows. Yeah. How did I get here? Yeah. Where someone is placed somewhere, somewhere through, where they don't understand. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this one was very specifically, Morty noticed a woman with something weird on her face, yeah, and then and she's on the show. Yeah. And then, and then Rick the, says kind of cryptically, don't go near the coffee machine. Yeah, and then the, the, the show host is like clearly looking at them through the screen. Yeah. He yeah. winks at them. He says, how did she get there? Yeah. Uh, hey, let this me ask one you this, got, by this the way. next one really got me. Is the implication that everyone who views the show is somehow see, is seeing a different show where someone from the room is there? Ooh, that's interesting. Because that's, that's, that's how I understood it. No, I didn't understand it like that. Okay, I you understood as as Rick and Morty were just the two out of the millions watching. Well, who perhaps had that experience. perhaps the show only appears if you're on interdimensional cable, and it appears just for you. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Interdimensional cable is a strange thing. It is. It can be anything. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed this next one because okay. it it had a great weird weirdness to it. <laughs> the Jan Jan Michael Vincent yeah. <laughs> movie. Yes. Where there's only eight, only eight. 
Jan, Michael, Michael Vincent's in the world. <laughs> there's only and there's 16 qu quadrants, yeah. so they can only he can't be in two quadrants at once. And so, so yeah, Jan quadrant Vincent 16. Yeah, this is the two brothers of this episode. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, yeah, I really liked it. Uh, the Adventures of Steely, I like that yeah. character. I'm he looked Steel. a little like Mr. Poopy Butthole, yeah. but just an, enough difference yeah. where he had like an oversized vest with tiny pockets. <laughs> yeah, and basically he walks through and <laughs> he's like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal things now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just walks in off of stealing things. Yeah, steal And great. then clearly Justin Roiland is setting up the scene, so he's like, "Now I'm in the place where they can't find me, and I'm gonna look at, look at the objects. Oh, uh, this is worth sixteen kerflunkles." <laughs> it turns into like a, a QVC uh, uh, antiques yeah. roadshow. Yeah, that's oh, that's, that's a lot of fun. Stuff. Improvised songs, I believe, is the name of the show, mm -hmm. the next show. Yeah, where it kind of it looks like a stand-up comedian, and he gets a, someone in the audience to give him a, a thing to sing about. Yep, he sings it, they love it. Yeah, and then he kills him. <laughs> uh, little bits, little bits. It's a commercial. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for a restaurant where all the food is tiny. If you have a if you have a tiny mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think this is inspired at all by Spencer's idea for a restaurant oh. as discussed on Harmony? That wasn't Spencer's idea. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it the real Abed's idea? Oh, I think you're right. Bites. Bites. Yeah, yeah it was the real. Excuse me. The real Abed's excuse idea. me. Then uh, these next two are connected, literally. Yeah. Opposite news. Yeah. And cooking things. <laughs> That's pretty great. Michael yeah. and Pykel. Yeah, where their their heads are sort of connected, but you don't see. You just see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain this to someone who hasn't They're seen They're kind of like, uh, imagine cat dog, yeah. two people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you can kind of tell that the body is going off to the side. That only works for people our age, though. Okay, imagine a worm with two heads. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. And so it's a great <laughs> Rick and Morty that go back and forth between the channels to try and figure out what's going on. Yeah, and, and then Michael eventually and they Pike start have a fight. fighting, and then one of them drags the other into their show. Mm -hmm. Good times. Uh, how they do it. Yep. Which there was a previously mentioned uh, item called a plumbus. A plumbus. This comes back into Hello, play. The plumbus. How to make a plumbus. Yeah. To, and I like Rick's kind of droll after they do it. He's like, oh, I was kind of wondered how they made a plumbus. <laughs> like, he's just kind of like <laughs> yeah. not that impressed, but yeah. he's like, oh, wow, I guess I get to see it now. But the plumbus is a device that is supposedly like something that everyone has in their house. Yeah. And just not on Earth. Mm -hmm. Where it's this sort of inscrutable device. It Are looks you saying inscrutable? It looks a little like a sex toy. Oh, it looks super like a sex toy. I don't know how they <laughs> but like got that not a, But like what whatever would... sensors there exist. I mean, but other than the simple put it up your butt, what do you... What do you... Well, it also has an opening. Does it have an opening? Oh, yeah. With feelers. I, th I thought that was a more of a koosh ball situation. Oh, it's an opening with feelers. And how do you spell it was plumbus? A... <laughs> I spelled it P-L-U-M-B-U-S. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna look up the I'm gonna get an image of the plumbus. Yeah, the plumbus does not have an opening here, friend. On the other side. Oh, is that an opening? I thought those things were just coming out. No, that's an opening. I thought the feelers were just coming out. Because when you see how I they make not. it, that's a hole. Oh, you're right. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a hole they sealed up. They seal up one side. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I'm really telling you, this is a do it <laughs> do it all device. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it's I like, love how many people have made plumbuses. By the way, oh you can, God. when you Google image search it, there's a lot of homemade plumbuses you're gonna see. And you imagine there. it being like kind of squishy, right? Oh, this one looks a lot like a sex toy. But it's but the look of it, right? Am I crazy? A Did it would be a little squishy. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Because it, it seems like it's like foldable in a weird way. Yeah. So if I can describe the plumbus, <laughs> since I have good it luck. It. It's a, so you start with a sort of like a imagine like a can of tuna shape, like that shape. Huh. 
uh, one size, uh, one side rather. It's but uh, like we say, we imagine it's squishy. Mm. It's sort of Caucasian flesh colored. Yes. Uh, um, it's got little pink feelers coming out, which are just sort of little, almost kind of worm things. Yeah. Imagine and then, like a sea anemone. Yeah. Yeah. And then on the other side, imagine a very small flaccid penis mm-hmm. uh, coming out of it. It's f- like folding off the top. Right. No, it's in the, it's in the, it's a, it's, what, what it's, folds off it's the completely, top? I'll tell you what comes off the top. Okay. The, the little flaccid penis is coming opposite the side of the hole with the feelers. Right, right. And then coming out of the top, we've got a, a cylinder coming on the top that comes to a head in like a, uh, imagine like a brain. Oh. <laughs> or like a, you know, a, a, if you, if you have like a sack full of marbles, but squishy. Oh, okay, okay. And that's pink. And that's to the top of it. And that's a plumbus. That's a plumbus. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, a show. Uh, called Personal Space Show, mm-hmm. personalspaceshow.com. Yeah. I didn't go there. You can go there right now if you want to see if there's anything there. I'll check it out. Uh, where it's basically a guy who's really paranoid about his personal space. Yeah. Uh, he gives a slideshow on personal space. Mm-hmm. But then the I think the real, the, nothing, the, nothing. the punchline of this one is at the end where he says, I don't even, I'm, I, I'm so into personal space, I don't even want skin. And he just <laughs> rips his skin off. Yeah, yeah. And not in a painful. He looks like he's fine, <laughs> but it's it's horrifying. To it's look horrifying at. to watch, yeah, uh, especially for the people watching it. Yeah. Uh, and then I don't think this had a name, but I called it Alien Olympics, mm-hmm. where it's the aliens that were previously seen on the Jerry 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 Daycare Planet. Yeah. Uh, doing their Olympic Games, which is they run at a wall and then explode, yes. and then the goo is measured yeah. on the wall. Yep. Uh, and then the, the, after the whole, the, the actual story that's going on is, uh, you know, Jerry, if he gives up his penis to be, uh, shrimply pibbles heart, uh, you know, he's a hero, but he doesn't want to do it. And then he tries to find reasons why, which include, uh, that, that, uh, pibbles is a heroin addict, which everyone knew because his planet was made of heroin or something. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so at the end of that, when he comes to again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get a commercial for Butthole Ice Cream Parlor. Yeah. Which is, ice cream is a fun kind of weird connector for this season. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we didn't even mention it in the the episode. The Microverse episode. The Microverse episode yeah. when they come back because Summer has so been protected in the car, the, the space car brokered a deal between the spider people yeah. and the humans on that planet. Yeah. And uh, now flies are included in all that ice cream on that planet. Yeah, which and made it was the best. Rick very mad. Previously, it was the best ice cream in the universe. Yeah, yeah. it kind of seems like Rick has hit all the ice cream places in the universe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a. I think it was a good episode. Let me that ask had you a this. lot of good laughs. You're in that hospital. Mm-hmm. You giving up your dick for scrambled pimples? Well, okay. This is this connects to what I was saying about Jerry not knowing what's a gun. Yeah. He was at the end. He wasn't holding a gun. He was holding the X nine or whatever. Yeah. Well, that didn't look like a very good replacement dick, right? Well, yeah, but there was a whole catalog of, of them. Presumably See, I you'd think find if if they're going to give me a replacement out of a catalog mm-hmm. and I get to pick, yeah. I think I'll be fine. Yeah, I right? think me too. I'll do it. But also, at the end, they reveal, yeah, we're just going to make him a, a heart. Yeah. Out of, you know, assuming whatever they were going to make the, the fake dick out of, they can yeah. make a fake heart, heart out yeah. of. It's like, why didn't they just do that from the beginning? <laughs> that was insane. Yeah. I don't know. And if I could save the Martin Luther King of the universe. Yeah. And get a, I don't know. Potentially an upgrade. upgrade Potentially right? an upgrade. I, yeah. I don't want to say it that way, but. I mean, the way uh, Beth was looking through the catalog, it yeah, seems she like was, she definitely seemed she to She found think. one she liked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also, I mean, 
I, I that's not where I'd start personally, but being a part cyborg. Oh sure, yeah. That that sounds who doesn't cool. who doesn't want to be part cyborg besides I mean, people with pacemakers because they already are. Well, and also like the people who actually have lost limbs. Oh sure, and, and you know that yes, there's a great personal tremendous loss in losing a, a limb or yeah. any part of your body. Yeah. But then you know they are on the cusp of science. Yeah. They're they're those people with those the running legs that are made of special metal blades yeah blades yeah crazy what a time next episode uh uh, look Look who's who's purging purging now now. did you think this one was a little weak uh i don't want to say it like that but i mean i guess if i had to single one out maybe i'd pick this one but i still i liked it i enjoyed it i liked it fine yeah it was just very much based on the the whole how ridiculous the purge is yeah and they find a planet of purgers yeah (laughs) rick and morty uh the the girl on the planet her name was our I wrote it down and I cannot even figure out how I'm supposed to pronounce it. <laughs> Ar- I mean, it was Arthricia, right? Yeah, like that arthritis, right but yeah. the name Arthricia sounds correct to me. Uh, yeah, and uh, oh, I did enjoy in the back on planet Earth mm-hmm. uh, uh, plot. Yeah, uh, what what Summer's going through with with her dad is something I think everyone yeah. who has lived with their parents we, at yes. any point of time. <laughs> Can understand absolutely uh, where you're being hold. Summer says you're holding me verbally hostage. Yeah, and I went, wow, yeah. that's yeah, that's exactly how you say it. Yeah, <laughs> and then I love when she turns it around on Jerry because Jerry basically comes and goes. Oh wow, you watching TV, playing on your phone? Yeah, and she's like, what am I supposed to say to that? Yeah, yes, yeah, like that's all Correct. I can say to that. <laughs> and then as he leaves, she's like, oh, you going to the kitchen? And he's like, ah, oh, fuck you. It's like <laughs> that's exactly what you did to me. Yeah. Uh, Good but stuff. that's kind of a fun, like not not much is going on back home, kind but, of a storyline. Yeah, but it's line. a fun little plot. They have to send you know a, a beacon to Rick and Morty, which yeah. makes a hole in the roof, which is yeah. kind of a fun. Summer forgot that detail. Go yeah. outside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, uh, you know Jerry, I'd forgotten. Did he lose his job in season one? Because uh, he appears to be without a job this entire season, and I honestly can't recall. I believe he was. He was an ad exec, but I thought I believe he was without a job most of season one as well. Okay. Because did he lose it in, with the Apple's business? Because he didn't go to work for all that time? Maybe. I feel like that was part of that. Perhaps. But he's so lonely and at home, there's a, a, a 1-800 number that he calls and calls him called Patty Mason. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which that was kind of a fun detail. Yeah, there's good stuff. And then uh, also like the whole um, when when Morty has to listen to the lighthouse guy just do his entire <laughs> script. <laughs> yeah. And it starts with, you know, an, an exciting scene and then three weeks earlier. Yeah. Which and, uh, I know I personally have complained about in the past. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that either. Don't care yeah. for that. Yeah. Do not care for that. And clearly either either or Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland yeah. do also don't care for it. Yeah. And I also enjoy that uh, what Morty goes through. And then he says, oh, I like it fine. And the guy says, no, give me some real criticism. Yeah, then, it really, really eggs Morty on to, uh, to say yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And then when Morty finally does. Mort- and he barely says anything, yeah. if I recall. He just says, like, the tip of, like, oh, I didn't really like this. Yeah. And he goes, I want you to get out. Yeah. I read you my whole script, and that's what you have to say to me. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a, that's kind of a thing that I think we have both experienced as people who've gone through script classes. Yeah, yeah, the Story sure. classes, all those kinds of things. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's, that's that episode. Yep. And then the finale. The finale. The... Wedding, wedding squanchers. Oh, don't say it like that. What? <laughs> squanchers. I squanch my family. Oh, don't you're, don't say it like that. Come on, I, I do. I really squanch my family. <laughs> this is a the they the family receives a wedding invitation yep. for Bird Person and yes. Tammy. 
Yes. Tammy Guterman, as we find out, is her last name. Correct. Play Perhaps a reference to Dan Guterman. What? Dan Guterman. What? He produces this show, <sighs> and I believe he's done stuff with Community. <sighs> that last name, Guterman. What? <sighs> do you know what I'm saying? What does he do? Oh, my God. What's going on? Can the Godfather get out? Yeah. <laughs> this is Marlon Brando. <laughs> this is this Well, the is ghost Ma- of Marlon Brando, this please is, leave. I'm actually, this is Marvin Brando. Oh. I'm, I'm Marlon's brother. My voice isn't quite the same. And I'm still alive. And I also need a cat. Somebody get me a cat. I like to pet a cat when I do podcasts. Uh, there's no cat here. Well, so I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna... But, uh, it seems that our, the resident cats here, Belly and Bonky, are not in the room. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here. I'm going to go find those cats. I'll okay. see you later. Bye, bye Marvin. Bye, bye Marvin. <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Marvin, well, a celebrity appearance on the yeah. show today. <laughs> uh so yeah, so uh, here we find out the the more pretty much I would say the full backstory at least for now yeah. of Rick and Bird Person. They yes. were considered terrorists yes. by the universal government or whatever they call it. Yeah, uh, and so they were kind of in hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know they're doing this this wedding is is uh, has as Bird Person says at least thirteen right or twelve well, like a like a large number of people who are considered wanted or something. Oh yeah. I didn't Which, know what you were saying, because you said, this party has 13, and I was like, okay, finish, sorry, 13, okay. what? Uh, but, you, you were looking at me wanted, but I, I couldn't I couldn't. I mean, get I, there I feel like that kind of explains why Tammy waited this long to, to, to do, to set, you know, yeah. to get Rick, yes. in a sense. Because, and, yeah, and Bird Person. Well, and Bird Person, but yeah. Bird Person, she didn't really capture him, she killed him. Yeah. That was nuts. That was it's hardcore. That was hardcore. Yeah. Uh, and then, okay, so when, when all the shit goes down at the wedding... Uh-huh. I, d- d- am I alone in thinking that I saw Crimbopulous Michael? Uh, I didn't see him. Because all the all the weird uh, praying mantis bug people come in, and I'm almost certain Crimbopulous Michael was with them. Let me let me do some googling. See if I, I can find I mean, on this. it was quick. Yeah. I'd love it if it was. If he, much like Boba Fett in the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Uh, yeah it survived. <laughs> they'll, they'll meet again, but not today. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I'm googling Crumbopulous Michael Wedding. Those are the kind of things that I'm googling It'll come now. Up, I'm sure. Um, That's kind of a crazy turn that that Tammy, who was friends with Summer, turns out to be a secret agent. Yeah, and then yeah. it appears that her parents are fake. They are robots of some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I'm on the Saint- Rick and Morty wiki right now. Well, not the Sanchez family. The Smith family, right? Don't they go by Smith? Yes, because Sanchez is Rick's last name, yeah. and Beth took uh, Jerry's last name. What a what a wimp. <laughs> Unless maybe she didn't, and she just let the kids have the last name. Who knows? Uh, anyway, they they have to go on the run. Uh, they go to three different planets that are Earth-like that they I'm can hide I'm not seeing out anything of. online about him showing up in that episode. Okay. Well, I think you're just a racist towards this praying mantis <clears throat> species. Okay. Species. The first planet they go to, they think it looks perfect, and then they realize it's really tiny. It's a small planet. The second planet they go to mm-hmm. looks fine, but then they notice everything's on cobs. Yes. And that really upsets Rick. <laughs> everything's on cobs. Yeah. yeah, everything is cobs. And yeah. so he says, we got to get out of here. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the last planet they think looks great, then the sun comes up, and it's a screaming sun. Yep. <laughs> and they ask, how many hours are the days here? They're like 48. Yeah. So they go back to the small planet. Yeah. They make a little house there. And then... Well, a big house, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Rick overhears. Rick is in the center of the planet, basically. Yeah, he's found he, a. Cave. He's able to walk around. The planet is so small you can walk around it very quickly. It's like a little prince planet. Yeah, if you're familiar with the book 
Oh well, a little prince. That was the knockoff. <laughs> if you if your parents were too poor to afford the little prince, you got a little prince. Yeah, who also had small planets. Mm-hmm. Le petit prince, as it was known when I read it in high school, because it was French class, and you can you read a kids book. French. You can read a kids. I'm saying I was reading a children's book in high school. Wasn't it in it was French? Because, like it started in French. Yeah. Okay. And Antoine Saint Exupéry is the author. Well, all right then. Good for him. Yeah. Or her. Antoine, sounds like a man to me. Okay. Anyway, Rick's hiding out at the center of the thing so he can overhear what they're saying. They're not happy with him. Hmm. And uh, he decide, he makes a decision. Yeah. Really crazy ending here. Yeah. Where uh, Rick, he, he says bye to Morty. Mm-hmm. Morty's like, don't, don't do this. Yeah. Uh, it's really going to hurt Beth. Yeah. You know, more than me. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, look, I'm just going to go get ice cream. I don't come back then i'm not going to get ice cream which is like oh man come on yeah. come on rick <laughs> and when he goes off he he makes a call uh, pretending that he is jerry yeah. saying hey i know where rick is and will we be safe yeah and they say yeah we just want rick yeah so he's like okay so rick turns himself rick turns himself in yeah in exchange for the smith family's freedom yeah and also because of um oh it was because of the whole galactic federation Earth is now a part of Galactic Federation. So oh, when yeah. the Smith family gets back, aliens are visiting. Yes. Aliens are now a Earth has part become of Earth. like a tourist de- destination. Yeah. yeah. So so when they go back home, it's kind of like uh, home is different now, too. Yes. And we see that Rick is put into some maximum security uh, situation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We'll see As how Mr. Poopy Butthole yeah. says. Yeah, in the tag. <laughs> will the Smith family try to save him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Man. We'll see in a year or a year and a half. Do you think season three will just forget that that ever happened, or do you think they're actually going to build on well, it? Well, they're going to build on it. Okay. Because season, I feel like see, the beginning of season two did a great job of continuing. Yeah. Like I, was, I think they're definitely right going to build step, on it. Yeah. And I like that it did that. Yeah. Uh, I like that this is a, it's a cartoon, it's fun, but also serious, maybe even too dark sometimes, but you need it. Yeah. Uh, it, it makes the fun more funny. Yeah. I think, do you think some people call this show mean-spirited? Uh, I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I think some people call it cynical. Mm. I also wouldn't call it that. I mm. think it's just dark. You can be dark without having a negative view of the world necessarily. Yeah. I think they're like real emotions here. Yeah. There's some real stuff at play. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, I do. Well, we, we know my favorite bit mm-hmm. is to, is the Werner Herzog interdimensional cable <laughs> tube. That is definitely my favorite bit. Yeah. But favorite overall episode, I'm going to go to Total Recall. I think That's it's such the... a fun idea. I oh, love it. Yeah, I love the introduction yeah. of Mr. Poopy Butthole. Uh, yeah, that that one that one can't be beat for me. I love Sleepy Gary. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to have to go with that one, too. Right. That's a really good... For me, it's between that one and The Ricks Must Be Crazy. Sure. But also a fan, fa- phenomenal episode. Yeah. That's some good stuff. Uh, what about... Do you have a favorite new creature character type thing? I mean, alien in wheelchair. Come on. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because <laughs> Meeseeks was a big standout in season one. Yeah, for sure he was. Uh, I mean, if you're, if you're not going to allow me to pick of... uh, alien in wheelchair, mm-hmm. then Mr. Booby Butthole. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, Combropulous Michael, that's a good one. Yeah, he's great. The fart's great. Uh, oh, Ice T. I'm gonna go Ice T. Yeah, <laughs> the, the that's solid. Ice T as a as a character is is a great idea. Uh, so yeah, so that's season two of Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, shall we look to the future once more? What are you saying to me? What What's coming up next for Shut Up Leonard fans? 
Uh, should we say or should we let it surprise him? Well, is are we going to have an episode next week? Yeah. Is that even physically possible? We're going to have an episode next week. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's kind of a big thing. I know. Okay. I know. And then I in know. that episode, do you want to fully know. announce what's going to happen next year? Yes. Okay. Oh, boy. But not till then. Not till then. Not until then. Okay. Not until then. Because we have a lot of we have a lot of news. We got news. Uh, news. We've got some news. Yeah. That was a ripoff of a the gift theme from Who Charted. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got news. And it's we'll fun. tell you next week. Next episode. Yeah, which is next week. Mm-hmm. Plugs. Uh, I do another Plugs. podcast called Nerds Eye Plugs. View, which I do Plugs. with people. Plugs. <laughs> as my mind just blanked Plugs. right there. Uh, on the last episode that we did, Plugs. it was uh, myself, Jordan, and Plugs. Thomas Willett uh, making Plugs. a return to Nerds Have You to review Spotlight. Uh, that Plugs. is the uh, film about the Plugs. Boston Globe newspaper starring uh, Michael Keaton at all. Rachel McAdams. Plugs. I'll give her a shout out. Uh, so go listen to our review of that uh, next week. We're going to be reviewing uh, uh, a small, really <laughs> small release. Hold on, what's going on here with your hands? You're like uh, doing a weird, ah. I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe you've heard Plugs. of this film called Star Wars, The Force Awakens. What's that? I haven't heard of that. Uh, I don't think we've talked about it, but you want to be on that show. What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd, yeah, get me there. You had, you you had claimed it weeks, yeah, months, I, yeah, years I ago. I yeah, I want, listen, I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> and I'm, I'm prepared for that I'm, episode I'm, to be just four hours I'm, of us talking about Star Wars. Yeah, it's going to be just four hours of me making lightsaber noises. <laughs> Plugs. <clears throat> but yeah, go to anyvpodcast.com for that Plugs. podcast. Another podcast that I do with Matt Benson Plugs. and David King Plugs. is Pick Your Path. Plugs. A Choose Your own Adventure style enhanced Plugs. podcast where you, the listener, get to make choices Plugs. in a story as it unfolds before you. Plugs. Season one is out. It's Plugs. there. You can get all of it. All six Plugs. episodes of season one. Uh, it's a good, fun time. BenViewNetwork.com slash PYP. That's Pick Plugs. Your P-Y-P. Path. Plugs. Also check out plug. what? our Plugs. Patreon. Plugs. Patreon busted Which, free. We don't have much Plugs. left there, but it's, it's you know because we're coming to a close. But if you still want to give us money, you can do so and get access to our bonus feed, uh, where we have a couple of extra episodes where we talk about other TV shows than Community, much like this one, except it's just one episode, so it's not like this one at all. Plugs. Uh, what else? I got a Twitter. It's at Podcaster Andrew, and I don't know if i'm supposed to say more Plugs. and then i'm gonna keep talking Plugs. until benson comes in and hey, says go to matt and benson's dot i don't know why Plugs? every time on this Plugs. show that happens it, it does happen to me on other shows i mean i might flub a little but it's not it's not right out of the gate like this and i'm not i want to highlight once again this is not a bit. This is just every time. I got the yips when I plug on this show. Every time something gets in my brain, it prevents me from remembering the words BenviewNetwork.com, which is go. where you actually want to go. And don't don't forget, there's there's a new episode of a show what? that some people may have heard of. Extra damage? Oh my god. What do you say? Oh, Benson's Boombox. <laughs> Benson's Boombox was uh, his Plugs. first episode in a while. You can check that Plugs. out on BenViewNetwork.com slash Benson's Boombox, I think, probably. Plugs. That's correct. Uh, go do that. Have Plugs. fun there. You can follow me on Twitter Plugs. at Dr. Matt Benson. That's D R Matt Benson. Sorry for the Plugs. fake patois. I don't know why that happened Plugs. to me. Uh, you can follow this show on Twitter at ShutUpLenPod. You can write us an email at ShutUpLenardPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you just want to make us feel good about ourselves and what we do, write us a review on iTunes. We would really like that. It would just make us smile. Um, and keep tuned. Keep tuned. 
for this show because we got news coming, bro. That's next week. Google Pilot. <laughs>